I'm Nick Harvey Doyle, an Anawan man from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. The Yarn podcast is made on the unceded land of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong people. We'd like to acknowledge First Nations people as the first storytellers. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. From the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne, this is The Yarn. I am Thomas Phillips. This weekend, millions of Australians will vote on whether to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament in the Constitution. For most young Australians, it will be their first ever referendum. It's also the first to take place in the era of social media, and misinformation has been rife. This week, we're taking a break from our regional reporting series to bring you a special report on the referendum from CAD's journalist Gwen Liu. She spoke to University of Melbourne students about how they're making an informed decision. Most of our conversations have been like, actually, no, that was fake. That was proven to be incorrect. The only access they've had to the information is misinformation. This year, most of conversation about the voice to parliament is a truth-seeking process between Chelsea Daniel, who is a yes-vote-leaning student, and her grandparents, who vote progressively. So my main thing about the debate is, like, Labour's fucked it, I guess. Like, we were meant to, we could have won it. My name is Gwen Liu. I'm a cadet journalist from The Citizen. In September, I spoke to a number of Australia students from the University of Melbourne about the voice. There was a mix of support, opposition and hesitancy in the talk of war between the yes and no campaigns. The students realized that factual information is the key to their vote. My name is Keshi Moore. I'm the 2020 three and four actually, Indigenous representative um, at the Melbourne Law School. When I first met Kashi, she asked me if she could have some water first. After donning a glass of tap water, her voice still carried a hint of weariness. She has been contributing to telling the facts about the voice. I am actually involved with a education program called NAM Law Students on Voice and we are currently running education sessions. The aim of these sessions are to promote education around the referendum and coming from a perspective of being neutral and fact-based and importantly also Indigenous-led. To protect the integrity of the program, Kashi is not allowed to tell me which way she intends to vote. The referendum is obviously a super emotionally charged time for Aboriginal people. There's a lot of misinformation, there's a lot of fear going around. There's a real market for having a program that isn't arguing yes or no for the campaign. It was a picture-perfect day beneath the brilliant Melbourne sun. In the south lawn of University of Melbourne, students' laughter filled the air. For most of students I chat ways, 
It's their first vote. Some of them have found their answers. I will be voting yes. Voting yes, <laughs> definitely. I'm voting yes. We definitely should all vote yes. And some are still on the fence, looking for more information. Well, Simmons sat alone by himself. At first, the 18-year-old was hesitant to talk about the referendum with me. I was definitely agreeing at first,、um, and I still think I am. But I've also seen lots of perspectives that disagree with the voice and think that it furthers the、um, the separation between. Aboriginal communities and other groups of people, and it's like less uniting. So I think I'll do a bit more research and education before I make my final decision. Lauren is a 21-year-old student studying at the University of Melbourne. For a very long time, she was a yes voter. Now she faces the same situation as well. She requests her last name not be disclosed. Due to the sensitivity of the debate, like at first I thought I was 100% a yes vote, but upon reading a little bit more about how、um, putting it into legislation could affect the Indigenous community, I'm a little bit more uncertain. My biggest、um, goal is to read as much as I can about it and talk to as many people as I can about it and be really well informed because I don't think it as is as simple as. Yes or no, and、um, right now I'm undecided because I can see、um, reasons for both the yes and the no. Our Laura said that she was first influenced a lot by the information from social media sites like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Carolee Bonnet said she is a hundred percent yes voter. However, for some reasons, the 23-year-old student was on the no vote side of TikTok. Okay, as sad as it is, I get a lot of my news off TikTok, and so when I started seeing all of these videos and it was saying how like no Indigenous people want you to vote no, I was like, what? Like, what's going on here? I think. This isn't right, and so then that caused me to have to look into it a bit more. A recent analysis by Guardian Australia on a top 10 video with hashtag #VoiceToParliament revealed that eight were from the No campaign, and none of them are from the Yes campaign. The most popular clip has been played at least 1.9 million times. I vote no. My parents taught me things at a very young age. Kay Ray is handing out the Yes campaign flyers in front of the State Library, Victoria. She is a non-Indigenous student from RMIT University. In my heart, personally, I agree with the progressive no. Yes is not enough. A voice is not enough. But. I feel like a strategic yes is important because by not voting yes, you're putting back treaty, you're putting back voice, you're putting back、um, truth telling.
following a film screening and a panel discussion of Our Voice, Our Heart, I had a chance to convey the dilemma that young adults are facing to Jerry Gallagher, who is the CEO of Victoria Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation. Well, I think Australians need all, all Australians need to uh, hear the eighty percent, not the um, small. Uh, voices, small amount of voices that are saying no. You've got to listen to the democratic process. Uh, so the majority of our Aboriginal people want the voice. We've never had in this country, Aboriginal people have never had a voice to parliaments. Never. Never enshrined in the constitution. And that is what's going to make the change. There's a lot of Aboriginal people out there who support the voice. They know it will make a difference and they know it will elevate our voices at the Commonwealth level. My heart breaks that they have to ask so generously for the voice. I think young adults are essential for this election. If Yes is to get up, we really need young adults to um, really get behind the Yes campaign. Um, not only in, in voting Yes, but also um, speaking to their parents and their friends and volunteering if they've got time and I'm really uh, mustering up a lot of support for the Yes campaign. Obviously a really emotionally charged time for all. Um, we can just provide people with the facts and assure that they're making informed decisions about the referendum and they feel that they're ready when, when October 14th comes. That report was produced and edited by Gwen Liu, with supervising production by Sammy Shah. The yarn is from the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne. It's produced on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Our executive producer is Louisa Lim. I'm Thomas Phillips. See you next week.